Here we are in week 12 of the 50 States, 50 Weeks, and 50 Coffee Shop series. I'm talking with Bree Thomason from Brista Coffee Company in Idaho. An interesting fact about her is that she started the shop when she was just 20 years old in 2013, working crazy long weeks to live out her dream as a coffee shop owner. Now Bree runs their coffee shops several locations now with her husband Casey. They are also offering a discount code for you as my listener of 20% off. So if you use the code barista talk at checkout online, then you will get this discount. I just got an email from Dominique. Hey Dominique, thanks for listening. Also, thank you for sending over a coffee shop suggestion in New York. If you would like me to reach out to other coffee shop owners that you really enjoy, feel free to email me at baristatalkshow at gmail.com and I will be happy to reach out to them. Well, let's dive in, grab your coffee or tea, and let's get started. My name is Bree Thomason and I live in Mountain Home, Idaho, and I own and operate alongside my husband, a coffee shop here called Brista Coffee Company. Oh, awesome. And when did you get started at the shop? We opened our first location in 2013. It was November of 2013. So it's been a little bit. Yeah, it has gone so quickly though. Sometimes I feel like it was yesterday. What led you to start in the coffee world and then open a coffee shop slash more than one location now? So I started in college working at a coffee shop and I loved it. I loved the atmosphere. I loved helping the customers. I was just so passionate about that line of work. Loved making drinks, coming up with new ideas, all of it. And my husband, while we were in college, he had to move to take a new job. It was like his dream career. And so that took us out of our hometown and I switched my degree online and I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So when I got down here, I started working in coffee again. And my degree was ironically for business. As I was going through college, we were talking about what our future was going to look like and what I wanted to do with my business degree. And my husband and I were on a walk one night. And he sat me down on the curb of this parking lot. And he said, I just feel like a coffee shop would do so well here. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Actually, we went home that night and I started working on a business plan and we got all of the business plan done. We were like, okay, you know what? This feels good. This feels right. And so we started working on the financing and we built a little building here in Idaho the kind of double lane drive-through stands that you see really popular in like Washington and Oregon, they're somewhat popular, but not down in Southern Idaho. And so that was kind of the first shop that we were proposing. It was a little, a double lane drive up only. And so I did all the research and we were like, wow, nothing has stopped us yet. So we're just going to go for it. Ended up starting the coffee shop and I was still a junior in college, which was pretty exhausting. Um, I always share this just because I think it's kind of wild in our story is that when we opened, we were so young. I was 20. My husband was 21 at the time. It came from a place where financially we started prematurely and so we couldn't afford employees. I worked at the coffee shop by myself from about 4.30 in the morning until I believe we closed at the time at like six. So I'd leave there at about 6.30 p.m. 
our little stand was run kind of like a food trailer. So we actually didn't have a bathroom because we didn't have, we weren't hooked to like city water and sewer. My husband would try to come let me go to the bathroom, but he was working his full-time job. And so it was just a long, exhausting process off the top of my head. I want to say it was about 130 plus hours a week um, because we were open Monday through Monday through Monday. We never closed. And it was just me by myself in the stand. And I did that for about 50 some days before we were able to hire our first employee. And instead of <laughs> like getting days off, I would just have her work, you know, like a few hours in the afternoons for me. So I went from like 120 to 130 hours a week down to like 110. But on top of that, I was still doing school full time. And I was doing all of our bookkeeping because that's what I was going to school for was business. So I would leave the shop and I'd go home and I would do all of our bookkeeping on QuickBooks and like keep track of our expenses and go shopping for supplies. So really I took that time that the employee was there and I actually just went and worked. It was kind of a wild start to our career, but here we are almost nine years later, um, two locations working on our third. After two years, my husband actually ended up leaving his job and came and helped me with the coffee shop. It all worked out. But it was a wild start to our journey with coffee. Yeah. How did you keep that drive? Because you obviously had to have passion for it or some other big meaning to work that hard. I think, yeah, I must be also just a little bit crazy. I can't describe (laughs) it any other way. Like I ran on caffeine and adrenaline. No sleep, for sure. No sleep. I don't know. I think I just knew that's what I wanted my journey to be, to be an entrepreneur. And, and I never truly thought that my passion in coffee could translate to that. Like when people would ask me like, what do you want to do when you get older? I was like, Oh, I want to own my own business. And they're like, what do you want that to be? I was like, I honestly don't know. And I know that sounds horrible. And they were like, you'll figure it out. And you know, when I was working as a barista, I always told my husband, like, I just love this so much. And he was like, then do it, like make a business out of that. And I was like, are you sure? I don't know. And so I think there was just kind of that love and passion for being a barista and that side of it. But then also this fuel for wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting to build a business. And I think when you're faced with the option of failure or success, you're like, I have no choice, but just keep going. That, yeah. And add a little sparkle of crazy in there. And that's where we're here. <laughs> I like that he gave you the freedom to step into what you're actually passionate about. And it is very viable to make a business out of something that is in high demand coffee and that you like doing. So how special is that? That's amazing. That, yeah, I know. And it's so fun that like now we do it together and a wild, wild journey. Like my husband's passion never was coffee, but because of the path we were on and, and him have like leaving his full-time job to come help me, he, we did end up working in the stand together every day for several years, which is hilarious on its own. I mean, we have some funny, funny stories about like, you know, we'd have both windows closed and we'd just be going at it because it's five in the morning. We're both exhausted and high stress and a customer pulls up. We open the window. We're like, good morning. How are you guys? I mean, I could go on for days of stories of the wild journey that coffee has taken him and I on, but he's definitely been an amazing support for me. And now 
he has a passion in kind of the logistics side of the business. So as we're building our third location right now, um, in fact, he's gone right now at a meeting with the city working on all of our permits and all of the plans and the processes for all of that. And that's stuff that I don't necessarily enjoy. Like I like making drinks and helping customers and coming up with fun recipes and things like that. And that's not his passion. Together, we kind of figured out a plan for like what he's passionate about, what I'm passionate about, and then together put that toward our business. It's nice to be able to use each other's skills and strengths and live into that, especially in a business. It's really key to identify what you're good at and then do that and do it a lot. (laughs) Yes. A lot, a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Like you said, 130 hours maybe to start. (laughs) Oh, it's so wild. Looking back on that sometimes I'm like, how am I alive? And even Casey's like, how are you alive? I'm like, I'm not really sure. Yes. Cassie, there's a beautiful thing sometimes. Talking a little bit more about where you're located in Idaho. Would you mind just touching on what it's like culturally there for coffee and then specifically in the South there? Yeah. So our capital here in Idaho is Boise and our town that we are in specifically is about 35 minutes away from Boise. Boise has grown so much. I think actually that it might be the fastest growing city in the entire United States right now, which is just wild. They were saying at one point that almost 300 people per day were moving there. So it's kind of growing into an actual city where we're in Idaho. So, you know, Idaho is not really known to have cities, but with that has brought this beautiful restaurant and coffee culture into the city. And so we love to walk around and and try different coffee shops. A lot of them are just cafes, the walk-in atmosphere, but so fun, so good. People using micro roasters and or roasting themselves. Like it's a great culture there in Boise. And then you also have franchises, Starbucks, Dutch Brothers, Human Bean, and Black Rock is another one that's really popular in Boise. And then outside of kind of the main city of Boise there, you get the smaller towns. And I think that you see a lot more kind of mon pa, if you will, coffee shops, the homegrown coffee shops like ours in the smaller areas, um, the little suburbs of Boise and towns just kind of outside. Okay. So a little bit of a modge podge there when it comes to types of coffee with the fast coffee culture, and then a little bit more of the slower movement of a sit down cafe. Yes, absolutely. Do people expect coffee in Idaho to be this amazing world-class coffee or are they just kind of going in for some black coffee or like super sugary coffee? What people expect? It is such a mix of everything. Um, I would say the majority is probably more kind of the fast, um, sugary, lots of mochas, lattes, fun recipes, things like that. Um, However, like in Boise, there are several coffee shops that we go to where, you know, they have maybe one flavor option and, and their approach is having people actually drink espresso. I would say it's definitely, like you said earlier, like a maj page of kind of both. Um, here in Mountain Home, which we are a small town, but we are also located like five miles outside of an Air, air Force base. And so what's kind of cool for us is that um, although we are 
one of our locations is strictly just a double lane drive through. The other one does have an, an interior lobby. Um, at our shops, we specifically do use really high quality, organic, micro roasted coffee. And so to us, even though we have a lot of the fun recipes and the wild flavors and all of that, I always wanted the actual coffee to be very good. And I wanted people to be very impressed by our preparation method and how we present our coffee. And so what's kind of cool for us is that with the Air Force Base, we are getting people from all over the world, from all over you know, different backgrounds, different experiences with coffee. And it's always so special to me when people are like, I was just stationed in Italy for six years and I came here and this is the best tasting coffee I've ever had. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. And just kind of a testament to that, the love that, that we actually put behind the coffee and not just make it a quick come through and drink, you know, mostly sugar in a cup. Like I want people to be able to actually order an Americano or a latte and actually taste good quality coffee that's prepared properly. And why did you choose organic with micro roasters? What was the purpose behind that? I mean, obviously quality is key, but you know, you could get coffee that isn't organic or isn't roasted in small batches. So why did you choose that specifically for your shop? It's kind of a funny story. We really wanted a La Marzocco espresso machine. That was, we just had done all of our research. We knew that's the company we wanted to go with. And so we found a man in Boise who was a La Marzocco dealer and representative. And so he was selling a used La Marzocco because like I said, when we started in 2013, Casey and I were at a place in our lives where like every cent that we had was going into the business and a little premature, honestly, but we're here everything we bought was used. Like our fridge was from an old hot dog stand, our espresso machine. We knew we wanted La Marzocco, but we were able to find a used one. Um, and so we were introduced to this man who was super passionate about coffee. He was passionate about La Marzocco's. And so, um, we went to his workshop and we were talking to him and he was like, have you guys picked a roaster yet? And we said, no, we want to try a few. Um, and so, I like, I'm a big fan of Stumptown. So I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I really love Stumptown. I've thought about doing them. And he was like, I roast coffee. Would you be open to just trying some of it, like doing a, a tasting with me? And we were like, yeah, I mean, we, we hadn't picked anything yet. And so we did try his coffee and, and heard about his methods and, and heard about his process and why he's passionate, heard about where he gets his coffee from the farms and his process through that to make sure that we agreed with, you know, the farms and stuff he was using and that it was ethical. And, and we were like, wow, this actually could be a great fit for us. And so I'm embarrassed to say that we maybe tried only other two places. I mean, we're big coffee fans, so we'd experienced a lot of different roasts in our time, but after having his and just hearing his passion and his story and, and knowing that he was going to be servicing basically just us and two other churches in town, we were like, hmm, this is a great fit for us. So they've been our roaster, him and his wife since day one. And we have a great relationship with them. And to this day, they still only service us and a few other vendors. But I know that every batch is made with love. I know that the quality control and, and how much time and effort and research that he puts into his batches I know that I can trust their beans when they, when we pick them up and use them. So that was kind of the reason that we went with that option. 
What is the name of their roastery? They are Revival Coffee Roaster. Cool. That's so awesome. You could find someone who is local and you could actually see the whole process and you could Yeah, it was fun. Like they invited us to come and like watch at an actual roasting. And that was just so cool to get to experience that and to get to see it firsthand. So we loved that. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Do you have other coffee shops in Idaho that you recommend? I know you mentioned, you know, the fast coffees stands and stuff like that, but are there other local shops you would say if people are passing through Idaho, they must stop at? Yeah. If they're in the Boise area, there's a few that I always love to go to and taste out all the different roasts that they have. Typically they'll do like even single origin espresso, which I just love because I, I drink a plain latte. So I love to taste like the different flavors coming out of the different roasts and the origins of coffee. Ones that I love, there's one called slow by slow. Um, it's in Boise. There's another one called push and pour super yummy. There's another one called necker N E C K A R I believe. Um, and that one is fabulous as well. All of those are kind of walk-in cafes. So you'd want to walk by and go inside and experience the atmosphere and, and get to taste their coffee, but it's, they're all wonderful. Are there any outside of Boise you would recommend? I mean, I definitely would recommend they come see us, Yes, <laughs> but we are in a small town. Um, we are off the interstate. So if they happen to be traveling through to go to places like Sun Valley, Idaho, or um, down to Salt Lake City, we are right off the interstate. So we do get a lot of travelers that way of people who stop for a bathroom break and, and come in and get some coffee. Would love to send people your way. <laughs> that would be great. We'd love to have them. <laughs> But I'd love if people have questions or want to reach out or my husband and I did start, we just, after opening a coffee shop and going through that journey and and kind of surviving that long, long process, um, we just kind of reached a place where we were like, we would love to help other people. And so we did start a YouTube channel and just kind of help. We talk through like how to start coffee shops and stuff. So if there's people who are super passionate like me and are not sure what to do with their life and are kind of lost, but love coffee and want to see if that's an option, I would totally recommend if they want help that we would love to help them. So. Oh, awesome. What is that called? Your YouTube channel? Um, we call ourselves the fun entrepreneurs because we believe that life should be a balance of having fun, but also working really hard. So it's like entrepreneur, but fun entrepreneur. Ah, that's great. (laughs) We learn the hard way. You can't just work yourself to the grave. You have to have a little bit of balance too and work hard and have some fun. So that's why we came up with that. You can go too hard one way. I think all life is all about balance and, and getting to sit back and enjoy sometimes, but also putting in the hard work and getting to, to see all of that hard work come to life too. Like that's, what's been so fun with our coffee shops is, you know, every time we introduce a new product and all of a sudden the lines are crazy long, you can truly see that people are really excited about something that you created. So I think that that is so special. It has this tangible result to it versus some things where it's, yeah, where it's this online product or everything's digitized these days, there's an actual person in front of you that you get to serve and get to give this beautiful latte or mocha or Americano to, and it makes their day. There's just something so exciting about that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And just being a part of their coffee journey, you know, like one of my best friends, she started um, coming to get coffee and we still laugh about it to this day, but she was like, do you remember when I first started drinking coffee, she drank like a black and white mocha and she added peppermint to it. So it was like so sweet, you know, and, and as a barista, you know, sometimes you can kind of laugh and be like, are you even tasting this coffee? Like, (laughs) am I pulling these good shots for you? And you can't even taste them, you know? And And then she later in her coffee journey started to drink like a small with a double shot, just plain latte. And she was like, how did, what was I thinking drinking that? And I was like, don't worry. It's kind of the journey we all go on. Like sometimes you just got to start sweet and then you start to really appreciate the taste of coffee and you kind of come around and she still laughs about it to this day that she's like, I can't believe I drank that. (laughs) It's a slow process of becoming more and more addicted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. And I hope that people who are listening, if they make their way to Idaho, that they'll stop by and see us. It'd be so fun to serve them. Oh my goodness. It's so fun to talk with you. I am always so thankful when people take the time. Thank you. This was great. (laughs) 